welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And we're in the same room. Woo! So fun. I know. Doesn't so if you hear home. planes, mm-hmm. it means we're at the ECC. It means we're at the airport. <laughs> uh, we are not at the airport. We're masked at the airport. Get an expensive coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> and now I expect a sponsorship from Starbucks. I, I'm sure it's happening. Um, welcome, everybody, to this uh, conversation about the gospel for the week leading up to Sunday, September 26th, the last Sunday in September. Very exciting. And we're almost to the point where we could be counting down uh, days in ordinary time because really it's just October and November left after this. Uh, this will be proper 21 in year B, Mark's gospel year, if you're following along with your liturgical calendars, which I know you are. Uh, shout out to Church Publishing for those color-coded calendars. And uh, like we do every week, we need to check in about where we saw God this week. And Charlotte, I think it's your turn. It is so my turn. So where did you see God this past week? So my God sighting is actually related a little bit to last week's gospel because flashing back to last week's podcast, we remember that Jesus had was talking to the disciples about, they were asking who was greatest or arguing about who was greatest. And then he brings the little child in and he says, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me and whoever welcomes me, not, not me, but the one who sent me. And the reason why this pops up for me is As you guys know, I'm also at Christ Church in Coronado and the chaplain of the day school, and I spend time with the children each week in spiritual nurture there. And over the last few weeks, as we have been reflecting on the gospel ourselves, each week when I leave, so this is not really one specific God sighting. This is like a God thread of weaving through all of these different interactions. I'm reminded of the fact that when we are with children, when we are talking to children about God or anything else, that they are also showing God to us. And in those moments, because it is my job, it is my job to teach about Jesus. Um, (laughs) And yet every time I'm with, I know, but every time that I am with the children, I leave there having learned something that I never would have come to on my own every time. Or maybe I would have come to it eventually. And so for me, my God sighting this week is just a reminder of not just how children can show God to us, but how we show God to each other when we open ourselves up and have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Because as we're in community and as we're talking about it, those are the moments when lights go on, when we feel God's presence and when we come into deeper relationship. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, And uh, we have actually a Instagram message who's it from share who do you think is it from an all-star it happens to be from the one and only hannah wilder you guys come on get on hannah's level and send us some things <laughs> hannah just had a, sh- a quick comment uh like we ask for every week one of the options a comment um about the podcast from this would have been two or three weeks ago uh when jesus was talking about uh not um the things that go into us that defile us, but the things that come out in his words. Uh, and Hannah wrote, great podcast this week. Thank you. You're welcome, Hannah. Wishing we could talk more in general about a healthy sexual ethic. Agree. 
So glad you discussed that this week. Also really appreciate the thoughts about the laundry list and how it's used against teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, I mean, yes, against teens and against everybody, but mm-hmm. but especially people who are being formed in their in their very formative times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so thanks, Hannah, for sharing that. And we agree. I think it, I think uh, we don't talk about sex enough, honestly. And we don't uh, and de- and which means that we don't talk about what what a healthy sexuality means. Mm-hmm. So if we don't talk about a thing, it just implicitly communicates that it's not a good thing correct so that's a problem so the more we can talk about it the better and uh, there's a lot of great resources honestly about ways to talk about sex with children with very young children talk about Mm -hmm. bodies and loving our bodies and uh, really kind of like holistic ways of thinking about our sexuality that are not these kind of narrow ways that we've all been told are like the only ways to have a sexual ethic Right. I feel like it's very black and white, honestly, in like our pop culture way of thinking about it. It's like you either have no ethic at all or right. you have like this strict, oh. terrible yeah. ethic <laughs> that hurts, that hurts you. Yeah. Um, and th- that's just not true. You yeah. know, we're all about like how how to like holistically express ourselves authentically, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Well, and I also think that to a certain extent, our entire conversation around sexuality with children and youth is you are not ready. Right. Right. Like that is legitimately how we talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so then by putting it in this forbidden box, then we, it's just unhealthy. When we put it in this forbidden box, it just creates this relationship with themselves that isn't healthy with others that isn't healthy. And we've closed the door to any meaningful and real conversation with Mm us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you want to hear more about it, message us, Mm -hmm. you know, if you've got resources that you like, let us know. Uh, We'd love to talk more about it. Uh, If you send us a question, we'd love to discuss. Uh, One book that comes to mind for me is a book by Kate Ott, who is a, a faculty member uh, and teacher at Drew University in New Jersey uh, in Christian ethics. And she wrote a book called Sex and Faith. And it's Mm -hmm. about talking to children and not like youth, like small kids. And it's not just about, it's all, it's all about like how we think about how we like conceptualize how kids are seeing the world and how we're like seeing their questions and ideas through like adult lenses when they're really just like super curious about themselves and the world. Yeah. You know, just one takeaway from it. But She's got a lot of great stuff in there. So Kate Ott, O-T-T, Sex and Faith. You can look it up. Um, and there's a lot of other things too. Um, and we would, again, love to hear from you about that or about anything where you saw God. Any of your questions or comments from this week of faith discussion or reflection, you can email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through the website, myfaithtogo.org, or you can uh, direct message us or tag us on Instagram at faithtogo. And now we will transition to our weekly discussion of the gospel. Just rolling along through Mark. We're in chapter 9 still. Uh, again, this will be the gospel for this upcoming Sunday, uh, September 26th, proper 21 in year B. Charlotte will read it, and then we will each share a, a, uh, a point that we hope you, th- you take into your week of discussion or reflection with your children, your family, your friends. And this week's gospel is Mark 9. Verses 38 to 50. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, 
for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you, for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For every one will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. All right. Whoo. Yeah. David. Bring in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> the unquenchable fire. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> where the worm never dies. <laughs> the worm never dies. <laughs> and the fire is never quenched. Correct. They need some Gatorade. Um, <laughs> the worms? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fire. The worms clearly have plenty of Gatorade <laughs> and electrolytes since they're living forever. Oh, my. Um, so, like last week, we are in Chapter 9. So, this is actually just the next story after uh, the story from last week. Jesus, this is this this is an extension of the same conversation. Remember last week, it was uh, Jesus foretelling his death and resurrection, uh, and then t- going to Capernaum and the disciples along the way arguing about who is the best, who is the greatest, and then Jesus takes a little child that was there and says, "Whoever welcomes, like Charlotte read before, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me." And the very next thing is John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons. So this doesn't exist in like a vacuum. This is just like, <laughs> this is kind of like John's, it seems just like a natural extension of what was already happening last week. Mm-hmm. So John brings up this question, brings up this thing. Hey, we saw this guy. We were like, hey, buddy, You're I, not one I of appreciate us. you casting out the demons, <laughs> but we don't know you. And uh, Jesus is like, what's wrong with you guys? So, um, this is a chapter, the, the last thing that happens in chapter 9 is this, and then we're on to chapter 10, and pretty much all of chapter 10, I mean, it's, it's still stories like this, but it's Jesus slowly moving now from the region of Galilee down, and by the end of chapter 10, he's in Jericho, which is, which is just down the hill from Jerusalem. So uh, we're not on the way yet, but we're getting there, and uh, Charlotte has the first point. Um, even though I made light a moment ago about unquenchable fire and worms that never die that is actually the section that really stands out for me this week and it comes from the fact that with all of these things that Jesus is naming your hand that you should cut off your foot that you should cut off your eye that you should tear out um, the first thing that Jesus actually talks about in this is a stumbling block that is placed before these little ones the same we have to think probably the same child that he was speaking about um, just moments before and the gospel is probably the child that's in the room at the same moment as David said these these stories that we're hearing week to week actually fall right next to each other so maybe it's the same child and maybe the example is still standing there but it's the stumbling block that I want to talk about because I think that we do that in a lot of things. I think that we create 
obstacles and barriers for people. And sometimes we do it with the best of intentions. And that actually kind of goes back a little bit to our conversation that we were having right at the beginning about what Hannah highlighted for us. Sometimes it's, especially when it comes to children, is that we have decided what they're ready for or what they're not ready for, right? Um, and so we will put these obstacles in their way of being unwilling to discuss things with them because they're not ready. Um, and maybe I'm living a little bit into about two weeks ago when I went through that godly play training that we hosted here in San Diego. But the reality is that children are ready for a lot of things that we don't think that they're ready for. And that when we treat children seriously, that then they are able to express their faith and draw closer to God in a more real way. And that sometimes our deciding what they're ready for is what inhibits them, that we have placed stumbling blocks in front of them. And I think we do that to ourselves too. I think that we don't just put stumbling blocks in front of children or in front of other adults or people that we don't know yet, right? Like that's kind of what we hear in this first part about this is that the disciples have decided that this person can't cast out demons because he's not one of them. Um, So, you know, there are things that we certainly do to each other, but I also think that we do it to ourselves too. And sometimes the ways that we do it to ourselves is when we don't consider ourselves worthy or when we think that we're not smart enough to have the conversation or to enter into it or that we're not brave enough to do it. Mm -hmm. All of those labels that we place on ourselves, all of those fear-based labels that we put on ourselves become a millstone around our neck. And we're never open to each other or to Christ when we have put these labels on ourselves that make us keep ourselves inside. Mm And traveling through life that way is really hard. I'm not going to assume that you've done it, David, but I for sure have. Um, I can My self-talk can get a little out of control sometimes, and I will think that I am not qualified to do something. I am not brave enough to have that encounter because what are they going to think of me or what are they going to say about me when I have gone? Um, and those things, they, they are, they are heavy and they pull me down. And in those times that I'm willing to, to take the risk and say the thing and possibly be wrong or possibly have somebody be mad at me, those are the times that I have had the most growth in my life. And sometimes growth is not comfortable. In fact, sometimes growth is painful. Mm-hmm. But stumbling blocks are worse. We can't get to where we're going and what our end goal is, which is to live a deeper faith life, to be more connected to God and to each other. If we're constantly putting obstacles in our own path, and maybe those obstacles are of our own making and not just that somebody else has put there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I like, I love that. And, and the main when that first, that first thing you were talking about, about our, <coughs> our like assumption that, that, specifically like children can't handle something or just anytime we have like a resistance to having a a challenging conversation and tell ourselves that it's because like the other person couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus is kind of saying here, like, Hey, look, look at yourself a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, like really when I don't want to talk to my child about something, it's because I'm uncomfortable. Uh I'm not really concerned with them (laughs) because they can handle it. Mm -hmm. They're way more open to it than I am. It's like some internal thing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, and Jesus is saying like, hey, just like pay attention. And so like one way of th- reading this is then saying like, hey, pay attention to the ways that these, that, that they're 
these things inside of you are keeping you from that kind of connection, from that kind of authentic openness mm-hmm. uh, to what is happening. And and I think so that that goes to my point uh, well, because I was really struck by the last line in this and then like reading back the whole thing through the lens of this last five words or six words um, because I, I because like like we are like ha- this happens a lot is that we read this and we're like wow this is really about Jesus being like if you're doing these bad things there's something wrong with you <laughs> and if you don't want to get punished for it you better get rid of that thing that's making you do that thing it's all about like this very individual salvation project. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the end, Jesus wraps up this whole thing with like the greatest conversation, the kids, the the casting out demons thing, his response to that. He says, have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say be reconciled to God he doesn't say be at peace with yourself. Like he, I can't, I can't like, I can't read this and be like, Jesus is concerned with our like individual sin behavior things that we're obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And then while still keeping that, like while still having that framework for be at peace with one another. So if it's really about, so it's really about like how we are keeping ourselves from connection with other people. And again, as is so often the case, Jesus is m- mostly concerned with our ability to be in relationship mm-hmm. and depth of relationship and authenticity with, of relationship and reconciled with one another. So it's just like it's cool to think about to go back through this and read it through that lens. And what, he, what Jesus seems to be concerned about is people, rather than entering into life, going to hell rather than entering into the kingdom, going into this this excruciating place of unquenchable fire where they're just constantly consumed from the inside, a.k.a. worm never dies, and just, having, and just being burned up all the time. Mm-hmm. Excruciating pain. Fire is never quenched. And honestly, that just sounds to me like what it feels like to be disconnected from everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like I know what it feels like in my life to just be totally eaten up from the inside and feel just totally burned, mm-hmm. you know? And and so Jesus is saying, like, pay attention to those times when you are unwilling to enter into life. I think we know when those times are. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's like, maybe that's like a hard concept to, to grasp. I mean, to like really clearly gra- grab onto. But I think we have a sense in ourselves of what that what that means. And I and it's the, the whole thing. It's interesting that the whole thing that is like a Jesus' Jesus's response to this first part, where John is saying, "Hey, we saw someone casting out demons in your name." It wasn't even like they were casting out demons in someone else's name. <laughs> John's yes. issue isn't they were casting out demons in the name of Ball or whatever. <laughs> Beelzebub. Right. It was like they were casting out demons in your name, but we tried to stop them because they weren't following us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like. Jesus is like, he t- and then, so then he goes on to this thing. If you put a stumbling block in front of one of these little ones 
and and so I like the idea that that's like this child, mm-hmm. but I also wonder if one of these little ones who believes in me is also like a person that just believes something different than you, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like a person that's doing that's that is doing this important work of healing in the world, and just isn't doing it in the way you think they're supposed to be, yeah, and and that comes down I think to like a sense of certainty about how things have to be done or what people have to believe in order to do them and things like that. And what I see, and so one what, one thing that can't jumped out for me is like in all these situations, like for a, if a person, if you like lose a hand or you lose a foot or you lose an eye, you're like forced to be a learner again. You have to relearn everything that you thought you knew how to do, mm-hmm. right? And so I just wonder how Jesus is trying to be like, listen, if you've gotten to the point where you're looking at a person that is healing people and being like, they're not healing people in the right way. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've gotten a little bit too far into your certainty area and you need to like take back on that mind of curiosity and mystery mm-hmm. and learning again and being open to possibilities because only then will be, will we be at peace with one another. Yeah. When we haven't solidified our position so much that we can't possibly connect with this person. Yeah. And instead we're trying to stop them from healing other people just because we don't like how they're doing it. So I think it's just a challenge to like become aware, like you were saying, of that internal resistance. What is happening? What is keeping us from life? What is keeping us from the kingdom? And to do something drastic Obviously, don't pluck out your eye. I don't want anybody to do that or cut your hand off. Please don't. Not do helpful. That. Mm-hmm. But there are things that we can do to shake it up. Mm-hmm. You know, to rat to like do something courageous, try something new, in order to to get our like to reset our mind to some some sort of way of being open to the world and to people around us. So that's what I got from this one. Well, and I think that as you were talking, one of the things that I was thinking about is that it again comes down to the noticing, right? Mm-hmm. That God is always moving in the world and we have to notice God mm-hmm. um, because God's always there. We just don't notice. Mm-hmm. But also like we have to notice our own resistance. We have to notice our own unwillingness. We have to notice our own need to shake things up and mm-hmm. to change. But one of the other things I was thinking about is it doesn't matter if we get where we're going if we get there in a way that hurts others, Mm -hmm. right? Like the end result, the getting to heaven, getting to the kingdom and all Mm -hmm. of those things. If we have injured and wounded people all along our path with our judgment, um, with our inability to accept them as they are with our, well, all of the things in which ways in which we hurt each other, then we've missed the point. We have not noticed God and what God is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. So it's, we need to notice in ourselves, not only our unwillingness to enter into this conversation or into how things might be different, but also how we are entering Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's times that we need to take a step back and step aside in order to get into a better place to be part of those conversations, Mm -hmm. because that's important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always gain some some perspective on on how we're doing it. Um, okay. That's our points. Yes. Uh, two points for today. Obviously, you all have the third point. Mm-hmm. So and we want to hear it. Us. Send that to us. Uh, point number one was uh, Charlotte's and it was about this, uh, the ways that uh, we get that millstone hung around our neck, you know, and keep ourselves um, 
from having those conversations and telling ourselves that, uh, you know, people aren't ready for what we have to say or they don't want to hear what we have to say or we just all the ways that we talk ourselves down and tell ourselves, tell ourselves we're not ready. Uh, and, and Jesus's invitation to, to move beyond that, to, to challenge ourselves, to be courageous. And mine was similar to that and jumped off from that one about being at peace with one another, being the whole way that Jesus sums up this whole thing. So that's not just about our just like little individual salvation project, but the way that Jesus is concerned with our connection to everyone, to everything, to God and to, to everybody and how we can, he's inviting us when we do get so kind of stuck to shake things up, to do something radical, to do something kind of crazy uh, in the name of healing, in the name of, in the name of Jesus, uh, to do something that will bring us back to that sort of openness that he wants that brings us to peace. So having heard those two points, we'd love to hear your third point. Uh, you, we'd also love to hear any of your stories or comments or questions from your week of faith discussion and reflection or where you saw God this past week. You can email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaithtogo.org. Or you can direct message us or tag us on Instagram with your response or question at faithtogo. We would love to hear from you. We'll read those uh, on the podcast as we get them. We'll be back next week with Proper 22 for the week leading up to, wait for it, October, October 3rd. Yes. Amazing. Uh, and until then, we say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody.